0: Hey Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, welcome to episode 12 of Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, in a Detroit Lions podcast. The Lions finally have a victory in hand. What better way to celebrate that victory than with a celebratory podcast, am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> On this week's podcast, we discuss the elements of the Lions victory, special teams, no penalties, and gala day, sound defense, some Detroit hustle from big play slay. I'm not a bad poet, eh? We briefly discussed practicing in the snow, in shorts, and of course, the one, the only Jim Bob Cooter. Then we discussed what Lions Thanksgiving football means to us, before welcoming Bears fan Josh into the Lions' den. But finally, we end with our ever-famous predictions. Lastly, on this Thanksgiving week, we here on the podcast are truly thankful. For all the listeners who have chosen to listen to this podcast, share, subscribe, and leave a review. We have received so many incredible comments, really, guys, and feedback. It inspires us to keep working hard every week, give you a good experience. Thank you, everyone. Now, some quick audio highlights before we get the pod rolling.
1: On this break drive, and the Panthers have struggled defensively in the red zone. This is Johnson. He's in. Touchdown. For a first down. Newton in trouble, and he is sacked for the second time today. From the left hash, from 54, Crater's kick is straight through. They do have all three timeouts. Newton fires downfield, looking for Curtis and... By Tracy Walker. It's third and two. The Panthers can pick up a first down without scoring. Newton with loads of time but can't find anyone. And he's taken down back at the 16 yard line by Jared Davis. Good stand by Detroit after giving up that big play. Randall from 34. Off the upright and no good. Third down and 10. Stafford for six. He fluttered this ball into the end zone, and what a catch. This
0: is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Red
2: Dog,
3: Bob, Connor.
0: talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions. Where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Welcome back, Blue Kool-Aid Drinkers. The Lions coming off a major victory over the Carolina Panthers. A 20-19 to victory. The Lions stopping the Panthers as they try for a two-point conversion for the win at the end. No. No chance. No chance for the denied. Panthers. Denied. Get out of here. Not
2: in our house. Our goalposts are with our defensive MVP in this game.
0: Yeah. He has. <laughs> yes. As it has been all year, the 12th man, right? The 12th defender. Yeah. Right. It's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. I, I'm, I I, keep saying, like, to turn on the air conditioning out there in in the in Ford Field during those kicks or something. I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know what's blowing that ball to hit these uprights. It's unbelievable.
4: It is yeah, crazy.
2: The sheer force of will of the Kool-Aid. Yeah, the
0: blue <laughs> the blue Kool Aid is going down very smooth this week, gentlemen.
4: Ah, uh, tasted good this weekend, no doubt. Um, but oh, yeah.
0: we're joining you here. It's November nineteenth, eight fifty-five p.m. It's halftime of the this crazy Monday Night Football game. Um, but I speaking of hitting the up rates, I want to first start. So Joe Marciano was fired a couple of weeks ago, and the main difference I think in this game was the special teams unit. I want to give them a first shout-out because Zan Martin got the ball inside the 10 three times, almost the fourth time. Um, They picked up Mike Ford and Charles Washington, who all pinned the ball in there. And in addition, we nailed all our field goals. Yeah. And let's throw in the fact that uh, Zach Xander recovered that uh, inside kick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's throw that in there, too. What do you what do you think the difference is between a, a coach and special team? Because you don't really think about a special teams coach having a massive impact. Or is Matt Patricia taking more of a lead role in the special team, do you think? Well,
2: I doubt yeah. I would doubt that.
3: I haven't I didn't hear anything about him being specifically involved, but it's definitely made a difference. I mean, they looked much more disciplined. It seemed like uh in the past, we'd always get
0: a penalty on special teams, any any kind of return. We actually had a, yeah. a
3: decent return mm-hmm.
0: with no penalty.
4: Yeah, yeah. Because coming
0: into this game, the Lions were 28th in net punt yardage, so that definitely um, bumped up after this week for certain. I don't think we got guy- a penalty
4: in the first half, did we? Or, or no, maybe? that's one, thing
0: one we penalty bring the whole
3: game, right?
4: Well, that's not just special teams. Yeah, I'm sorry. But uh, I think another thing is, too, players, uh, personnel, uh, Just they've changed a few people around. We got Zenner back. I mean, he was a great special teams guy before we got rid of him. And now he's been back the last couple of weeks. Well, he, he I don't
0: was know. Good, I'm right? just throwing that out there. but you know. <laughs> yeah, The Lions like, had like, one five-yard penalty
2: I, in this game. And for that matter, I got a, the Panthers only had
0: two penalties in this game. so I
2: got a little inside scoop on our, our special teams. It turns out the new guy came in and told them that they should in fact tackle the guy carrying <laughs> the ball and it made all the difference. Oh. Yeah. You know, they they
4: had it was a great performance of a special teams no doubt. Uh, I was getting yeah, down on Martin for a little while there. He you know for all the money he's getting paid to punt and he's not been living up to it, man. He 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 had a great game.
3: Yeah, Big Z was talking about drafting a punter next year. <clears throat> Well, right, so. I'm still not against
0: it. One game, uh, it does not make. I want to see more consistency coming down the stretch here. But it definitely puts it in the right direction, that's for certain. Yeah, for sure. Well, then you got Prater, who's money. The guy just is money
4: this year. He He's looking great.
0: Oh, yeah. Only three missed field goals on the year.
4: Yeah, everything's right down the middle. Fantastic. I mean – yeah, special teams did a great job in this Especially game.
0: Especially when you see uh, teams that go against us and across the league, everybody missing all these field goals. It's nice that we have possibly the most reliable kicker next to Robbie Gold uh, in the league.
4: <laughs> yeah. Robbie Gold, cool. that's funny. Robbie
0: Gold's only missed one kick in the last two years. So. That was against us, wasn't it? Anyway. Um, but speaking of successes, I also wanted to bring up a man that's been – We've talked about him plenty on this. Uh, I think he's. I think he's from the South Side, maybe some place called Saint Rita High School.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I don't know if Kenny you know Galladay.
0: Kenny Galladay. KG. <laughs> um, for listeners that don't know, most of us are from the Chicago area, or were, grew up in the Chicago area, and I live elsewhere. Saint Rita High School, very local Catholic high school. Kenny Galladay is from there, and now he is starring wide receiver for the Detroit yes. Lions. Which and my alma mater, by the way. My alma
3: mater as well.
0: So, And yes. this is his breakout game. We I beat down them in high receiver in the book, and we <laughs> needed somebody to step up. And boy, oh boy, did he step up in this game.
4: You're not kidding. That
0: touchdown pass was as good a catch as you'll ever see. Oh, that was that was Calvin-esque. Oh, yeah. I disagree. Mate. The more Calvin-esque one was the one where he stole it away from the cornerback on the Panthers.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. That was uh, pure.
0: Just, uh, well, they were both Calvin esque. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, and also, kudos to Stafford. That was a beautiful throw. Put it only where the receiver can catch it.
4: Yep. And he trusted him to catch it. Yeah, that, you know, I wanted, we need more of that. You know, Stafford used to be great at that. Yeah. Like last year with Marvin Jones and, and when he had Calvin, he's putting the ball up there, and letting the guy make a great play. And he's starting to trust Galladay to do that. And he and Gally's living up to it. I mean yeah. what more can you ask? He, he had a fantastic game. That I, I
2: thought it was more impressive than the catch because I thought the catch is sort of in the realm of not expectations because you can't expect spectacular plays with more of his skill set. That play when he converted that first down earlier in the game when he made that slip those two tackles. I thought that, oh, that yeah. was way more impressive. That was impressive a fantastic play. For his for his skill set, man, that was so gritty and, and so savvy like to slip those tackles. It was just excellent.
3: And the yeah, throw one like... thing uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, well, I was going to say uh, early in the season, Kenny Galladay started out really well. And I, I heard Herman Moore on the radio saying, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty good, but he's got to get that next level. And he was talking about running the whole route tree, which I think mm. he, he wasn't relied on as much when Golden Tate was here. And then when Golden Tate was gone, he, uh, he wasn't getting that separation on the man-to-man on the early, like a quick quick out. And, right. and he still doesn't, in yeah.
0: uh, some regard.
3: Yeah, but I think he's improving on that now
2: that he has to. So. I agree. Yeah, he is. Yeah. One nice and, thing about being six four though, is you don't need a whole ton of separation.
0: And I do want to mention one more play. Stafford rolling out to the right and just throwing, you know, a soft little pass to allow Kenny and Gallaudet to come back. Oh, that I was a sweet was, throw and a sweet catch. That's the chemistry that was... we've been waiting for with him and Galladay. Yeah. Because earlier in the first half, their chemistry was way off. Um, there were some yeah, throws yeah. Kenny Galladay didn't break on where Stafford was expecting him to go, but thank God they found it in the fourth quarter.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. I, yeah, th- that chemistry. You're right. He needs he needs that from somebody because he hasn't been having it the last few weeks. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a key. And if we want to win this Thursday, we're going to need that too.
0: Oh, absolutely.
4: Um, and
0: well, I one more little shout out. I I think a pretty decent signing, especially on a short week's notice, was um, Bruce Ellington. He he definitely stepped yeah, up. Yeah, he had as a well. heck of a game. It's like Stabber's
2: been oh, playing yeah.
3: with
0: him for years. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> no, that
3: that's been a great thing. And I I didn't know much about the guy, but he he's really enthusiastic and. He sounds like he's a good player, but he has a history of injuries, which hopefully you can mm-hmm. get past
2: that with us, and he might be a good addition. He kind of replaced a little bit of that Golden Tate. Like, you know, you can't replace Golden Tate with one guy because he's so unique, but he, he really played that more of a slot role on the short, quick separation routes. Yeah, just a guy that can yeah. find the open nice. spot in the right. zone. Yeah, and that's what you need in the slot route. Like Tate could do it all, but that, yeah, you need someone. That and that it was a little refreshing. So what? We went how many games without Tate? One, two. This was the second one. Uh, you, you noticed not having him, that's for sure. But you, you felt it a little less today, this game.
4: But I think the signing was even more critical because TJ Jones is not living up to Mm-mm. what he should be, and at no. this point in his career, I, don't I just I don't think he. I think he's yeah. underperforming quite a bit.
2: He was certainly non-existent in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: there's a reason they
0: um, they signed Ellington, especially with the non-emergence of TJ Jones.
2: Did TJ right. Jones even get targeted more than once? I think I saw
4: maybe once. And also, I think this game saw as kind of a return of Riddick doing what Riddick does. Yes. On a couple plays. You know, juking out the linebacker and getting open. <laughs>
2: He had a couple mm-hmm. of really yeah.
4: nice plays in this game,
0: and TJ Jones targeted once with and one catch for two yards. <laughs> yeah,
2: stud. There you go,
1: MVP. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Theo Riddick five catches for thirty yards in this game and one carry for zero yards. Yeah. What do you know? Who did have fifteen carries for eighty-seven yards? Carry on Johnson, carrying That's it all the way of... into the end zone for one on the opening drive.
3: Yeah, the man Which is was a really count. nice 18. to see
0: because at the beginning of the game. The Panthers marked easily down the field for touchdown. You're like, oh, here we go again. <clears throat> but, no, the Lions were drinking the Blue Kool-Aid this week as well. They said,
1: we're going <laughs> to we score a touchdown answered, in this opening game. Answered but, right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I just pray we can keep a, the major injuries away from On because this guy is a true talent. He's very good. Oh, Fun to watch. And he, he, he was the catalyst for that whole offense in that game. I mean, he was incredible.
0: I want to move to the defense side of the ball now and I want to first mention that possibly the biggest play of the game was Darius Slade chasing down DJ Moore the, the yeah. fastest receiver on the Panthers and That's the because the guy got drafted because he's fast but Darius Slay reached a, and I have um, an article up here from or a Twitter next gen stats they they had this technology from the top of the stadium where um they measure um the player's speed and everything like that and mm. if you if you look at this thing, um, it's like a bunch of cameras to help. It looks like a bunch of little dots moving, but they can see all the routes and everything. Anyways, Darius Slay reached a top speed of 21.89 miles per hour on his touchdown saving tackle, DJ Moore. Moore <laughs> reached 20.15 miles per hour. So.
4: That, that, that was phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> how do you explain the greatness of a play like that? I, and, oh, yeah, it was a game changer. Yeah, so because.
0: Yeah, because then we got a sack. Uh, I believe Gerard Davis had the sack. And then Gano missed that 34-yard field goal off the upright.
4: Yep. It's also a good lesson for all you football players out there. You never give up on a play, ever. Slade did not give up. He went after it, man. He he shouldn't have had a chance to catch that guy and he caught him. It was was just amazing.
2: And the second rule, be really, really fast. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, true. But never give I, up.
3: I could never learn that second rule. That was always a problem. With yeah,
4: me, I was good at <laughs> never give up. Yeah, win. you're right, bad. That's that <laughs> second rule.
3: <laughs> yeah, and what? Another while we're addressing the defense, uh, more evidence that T's Tabor was a horrible pick, and they have um, Mike Ford coming up uh, playing better than. I mean, he got beat on that one big play, but
0: otherwise, he played better than Tabor did. Yeah, yes. Tabor played only nine snaps in this game, while um, Mike right, Ford right. played t- thirty, about thirty. And Tabor gave up a touchdown. Ah. Granted, Mike Ford gave up that big giant play to DJ Moore. Yeah, that's, that that's we were just talking about in relation. But he definitely looked more promising and had uh, than t- Tabor's look at
1: all. Yeah. At yeah. and that touchdown did you see Tabor
0: just get beat off the line like yeah. just a little juke move
3: and he's it was like
1: combat technique. Like, ah.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm i not defending his play by any means. He's been very bad, but it's they say you don't usually know what you have in a cornerback in the NFL till about year three. I'm not ready to give up on him. I still think he showed a lot of, he has some, a level of talent that if he figures things out, but I mean, that's all I'm saying. You, you can't judge a guy that, yet in that position, but.
4: Well, Rud Doug, I actually agree with you a little bit here, uh, but I think he'll get through next camp and early next year to prove himself. If he doesn't by then, I think.
2: Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah next done. year is his deadline. He's got to be looking good in, in the off season. But, yeah. No, I agree. He's been garbage, though, of late. So, we'll see about what that is next year. Time will tell. Anyway. Yeah, yeah
3: that's that's the second game he's. Getting burned on a touchdown with very limited
2: snaps he played. Right. But, but I mean, God. that one, he, uh-huh. even that one you talked about, though, that wasn't even speed. It was just garbage technique. Yeah, so, but you I don't mean, think yeah. the other team's looking to see
4: him when Tabor comes in the game, then they go to him right away. Oh, I agree. I'm <laughs> I not playing defending
2: it. the dude's play. Not good player this year. Yeah,
3: well, well Rudd Dog, his technique's what's supposed to be making him in the NFL because he's not a speedster. I mean, that's – Yeah, just, exactly. That's what he's – Yeah. That's a good well, point. His money on –
2: We'll see. I th- like I said, I, th- I think, though, you, like cornerback is one of the hardest positions to, to transfer to the NFL at, and uh, it's his second year. Didn't get much exposure last year. I think next year will be more definitive. I mean, I wouldn't, like, let me just say it this way. I think he'll get his shot at camp, and I, it still wouldn't surprise me either way if he's cut come game one or on the team come game one. That's all, six. I think he's still got yeah. some good tools to be a solid cornerback. And if he doesn't put it together, he doesn't put it together. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, I hope he does. Obviously, as a fan. Right. But, right. Uh, yeah. We'll see. In my opinion, <laughs> Red
0: Dog. You're really drinking the Kool-Aid hard if you think Tabor can turn around because <laughs> he has absolutely suggested <laughs> nothing I mean, in my opinion. Shun the shun, a yeah, non-believer. Shun the non-believer. NFL
2: uh, talent to well, at least to stay on this roster. Well, Big Z, it had nothing to do with Kool-Aid, just objective looking at the way players <laughs> develop. The guy was a shutdown corner in college in the SEC and came into the NFL, and he's had some early struggles uh I mean, just look at uh, the first year of Slay. Slay was not a good cornerback his rookie season. I know that's not the same thing. This is his second season, but it's no, because he saw signs of greatness. Well, Slay was Slay was Slay. I mean, yeah, Slay and, was not Tabor by any stretch. No. Yeah, no way. I'm just using his early struggles. I'm not <laughs> saying he's Tabor's going to turn around wait. and be Slay. But wait, you? Uh,
3: I thought I thought uh, Jared Davis saved your life. It was Tabor.
2: <laughs> they kind of tag-teamed it. Well, di- okay. well, you only got Jim Bob for some reason. They formed a human chain and dragged him out of the way. Uh, uh, um,
4: okay. Anyway,
0: there is another thing I want to mention about this defensive effort, um, and it's been prompt the last three weeks now. Um, Carolina came into this game seventh overall in yards per game and 130 yards per game. And the Lions held them to fifty-six yards on sixteen carries. Granted, they gave up three hundred fifty-seven yards passing, but they stopped the run, which was they a did. big problem for this defense. So yeah, as we only gave up nineteen. That's huge. Two
2: it's weeks snack. in a row.
0: Snacks, baby. We
2: just need to not give up three hundred fifty yards every time we uh, hold them on the ground. Because <laughs> the, yeah. the the, the storyline was like,
3: how the hell are we going to stop McCaffrey? And we did. So
2: he was like a non-factor I mean, in that game, almost. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty I mean, much. we
0: fell down on that. Uh, he just... I thought it was a blatant pass interference near the end of the game where they pushed our cornerback down and McCaffrey got wide open. Yeah. Um, oh, on yeah. A last yeah, drive. That was, a,
2: that was terrible. I mean, that was such an easy call. Uh, I yeah. don't know what the rest were looking at on that one. But most of the game, he was more of a distraction than an actual yeah. weapon.
0: And the one thing I liked about the Lions gameplay in this, um, the Panthers – we're not, we're not going to let you beat them deep. They're, they're going to force a lot of underneath throws, and we're going to have good sound tackling, which is what we did. And what, what I think we did earlier in the season as well, and I think we kind of lost that, but we, we'll definitely need to do against the Bears because the Bears like to do take shots down the field, which they did successfully against oh, the yeah. last time we played them.
4: For sure. Bears love to go down the field yeah. deep. They do it a lot. Yeah, no, well, it was we nice it too often
2: though. Oh, and that was like, no. yeah, like a, it was like a third down and short, and all we had to do was get a first down, I think, too, wasn't it? Like, if I remember. But we tried yeah, to throw a deep shot. Finally, uh, yeah. and it was like, a, and Stafford didn't even throw a catchable ball.
4: No, I think he just threw it away. Basically, he was. Good, well, it wasn't was long covered, on the but...
2: sideline; just wasn't catchable. But yeah, yeah. The thing about throwing deep though is that you got to
0: have at least two and a half seconds to pass protect.
4: That's the so. true story. Yeah, can they get it against the Bears? That's the question. Uh, Mac looks just unbelievable right now, and Hicks. I mean, they got to slow those guys down a bit, man. I don't know how they're going to do it. Oh yeah. Well, did Mac gonna...
2: save your life there, UJ? <laughs>
4: hey, come on. You don't have to be. No, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding.
3: But uh, no, just, um, wait. yeah. But, uh, be... Taylor Decker got uh, knocked over by Mac. His foot was stepped on. So you got. Well, you know foot. that is. You're right about so, that. But did you see what Mac did, did?
4: You see what Mac did to Riley Reese yesterday? <laughs> with oh yeah one arm
0: just like shoved him down it was incredible i mean oh yeah i mean the guy's really good and we'll get to that a little yeah a little bit later here um but i want to ask one more question would you guys go for two if you're the panthers no did did you agree with that call going for two probably would not No. here's why
2: i I wouldn't have because here's the thing about going for two like it's a very unique play, and when you're going for two, it's because you have that, like you have that play dialed up. It's that one you've practiced probably five or six times throughout the week, at the end of practice, during two minute drills and stuff, where you you have that one play because you can't just run something standard. You know, you can't just do a stand back there and pass because that tends to just not go well because you're you know it's a short field, and they didn't seem to have a play. And he, they did a, a classic stand, in a five-step drop, and just looked for somebody. And uh, I think that was – you never go – that's one of my theories, one of my – what do they call it? Uh, altruism, whatever. It's a – you don't go for two if you don't got the play. And they didn't have the play, so they shouldn't have gone for two. Um, my thing about going for two is
0: there was a minute and five left in this game. So the, and the Lions had all three timeouts. So even if they get it, we can still win the game. So right. that that part didn't make sense to me. If if there's no time left on the clock and it's up to you, you're putting the game in your hands with no time left. I can understand that more. Like you, Rod Dog, um, at Wabash, you you on a two point conversion.
1: Yeah, in no the like playoffs I said
0: in your last year. So you there's definitely that. a benefit to going for two and it's controlling your own move? destiny. Absolutely.
4: But in this move. case,
0: I would not have done it is what I'm saying because there was still time left on the clock and there giving an NFL time left offense left three times.
4: Yeah, there's a minute seven seconds left. I yeah, there
0: there's a minute seven seconds left on the clock. There, yeah.
2: okay. And the Lions I had timeouts. What, what, okay, let me just give you some clarification because you, you brought up a, a past uh, circumstance. When we went for two North Central, Wabats versus North Central of 2012. Anyway, just to give a little context, we were, we managed to finally have a chance to tie the game in the fourth quarter. And my coach decides to go for two. And he had a play all drawn up. And that first play gets blown dead with a penalty. Second play. He also had a play, though. He had plays in mind, happened to work by a crazy circumstance, but it worked. The tip ball caught by our guy anyway. The point is, they still had time. I'm sorry, the the little bit of time left on the clock isn't the deciding circumstance. What this tells me about the Panthers is that the Panthers were not enticed by the thought of going into overtime against the Lions, which is really strange to me because, I don't know, you'd think they would feel a little more confident in themselves, but they wanted to end that game and get the hell out of there.
4: Interesting theory. I'm not sure about that. I just think they didn't trust their kicker. Um, well that's
2: but, oh I forgot about the kicker too. But, but
4: I think that's all it was, which which I think is sometimes wrong. I know kickers have, you know, streaks and all that and he missed two, but I don't think that's the time to just totally give up on your kicker, you know. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean Well well Rivera's a bit of a gambler too, so true. he's done stuff. Like I generally this don't mind so, I don't yeah. mind the idea of going for two. It's kinda of
4: ballsy and I like the aggression and fortune you know, it, it just the It just didn't work, you know. And uh, and it could have worked because Cam Newton had about ten seconds back there to throw the damn ball, and yes. uh, and he still threw an incompletion. So I mean, they could have easily made that two point. Good job by the secondary. Well as and
2: yeah, again, yeah. Tape. Uh, Dare Davis and that spy roll, man, that spotlight roll. I love it. His closing speed just makes it so hard on these quarterbacks because like he all of a sudden he accelerates and the distance between you and him is just gone. And we're yeah. gonna need. Cam we're Newton gonna said, need that.
4: We're going to need that Thursday.
3: Yeah. yeah. He said he could have run that in, but I don't think he could have. No, not with Jared Davis spotlighting him
2: like that. Yeah. And a five-step drop and a contained pocket. No, I I agree. I didn't see that. Well,
0: this game can confirm one thing, everybody. that Practicing in the snow before you have four indoor games is going to work every time.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Your definition of proof is lacking, but I like it. <laughs> what do you mean, one well, uh, to know in uh, at least be- recent
0: <laughs> Lions history and practicing in snow and then playing in a dome? So clearly it works 100% of the time.
3: Well, yes. And Big, Big Z, you were talking about how uh, you also have to coach it in
2: shorts while you're
3: out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so we should make a list of the criteria here because now we got the snow. Now we got coaching in shorts. Is there anything else?
4: Hey, you know what? Hey, I look at it this way. It's, the, it's like the, the, the bodybuilders back in the day, the Joe Weider uh, muscle confusion principle. You, oh. you know, you, you, you're getting ready to play indoor games, so you go throw them outdoors. You confuse them. You mix with them. Oh, mess, I get mix it. mix them up a little bit, you know?
2: Yeah. I, I think
4: it's great. I think it's great they did so that. So you,
2: you just described Jim Bob Cooter's coaching method. You just confuse them until they, you know, kind of figure it out for themselves. That's not yeah. what I said at all. No, it was a cheap shot. I not mean...
4: even remotely close. But uh... oh,
3: I thought you were serious. That sounds right.
4: But anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> should we
4: should we should we cover that subject it?
2: Damn it, Bob! You made me spit <laughs> up my Kool
1: Aid. Big, <laughs> Big Z. Yes,
4: UJ. Hey, it's not a it's not a drinking the blue Kool Aid podcast without a Jimbo Cooter segment.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. First, I just want to start of... this segment. Uh, Bob, can you please just share the the yeah. heartrending story of how Jim Bob saved your life?
3: <laughs> well, I was I was sledding with uh, my brother George and, <laughs> and, and the, uh, his other brother. Uh, we were on we were on shovels and we went too far and it broke through the ice. <laughs> that, that's how he lost the hearing in his ear. But, uh, but anyway.
1: Heavy.
2: <laughs> Not <laughs> a heavy story, but too heavy for the ice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. Hey, listen, hey, I'm just, that's hey, life, I, life loyalty right
4: there. I just want to say, I got to give, I'm reluctantly giving Cooter some props in this game because there were some good play calls. Uh, the shovel pass through uh, Riddick, a few things are really nicely done. My, I'll... So, I'm not going to really hit him too hard in this game. But the four-minute drill at the end when we needed a couple first downs and he hands it off twice in a row. to Garrett Blunt was – boom, applesauce. It was bad. And I don't know. What's he doing? We're trying to win a game here. We need a couple first downs. You're going to you're gonna just handle off the Garrett Blunt
3: with four minutes to go? Come on. That yeah. was horrible. Blunt has,
0: like, lost it. <sighs> I don't know what happened. Yes. Red Dog and I were talking about it before this. Um, is that Jim Bob Cooter's decision? Because was it his decision to put in Dwayne Washington all those times? Is it his decision to put in Legarrette Blunt all these times? Because clearly the guy has lost a step or two. The, step, there was a stretch play steps. where it looked like there was a wide hole, and anybody with decent speed should have been
2: able to get through it for at least a five-yard gain. And he, I think, he lost the yard. Are you I talking? Z, are you talking about that toss play? When we were trying to put the game away after uh, carry-on went down? It was a toss left. I think I'm thinking about a different one, but that that was also bad. That toss left was like, wow, look at that. He got it. And then you're like, is he getting there yet?
3: And then it's just like, no. There was was one play in the game where he got like three yards by like pushing guys over, which he hasn't done in a while. That's like his bread and butter. He he did one in that game, I saw, yeah. Yeah, but that's it. Otherwise, uh, it's like yeah.
2: nothing. He's an he easy
4: guy to tackle, man. He goes down on first hit. Every he doesn't time. carry
2: that momentum. He's terrible. Oh, wow. I love – yeah. I, I was really excited when we got him, but it's you know how it is with these running backs in the NFL. What is it, like 30 is that magic line where mm-hmm. anyone beyond that's just got some – won the genetic lottery or something. And, you know, I have he now, 32? Uh, I don't know, but he's – I mean – yeah, it's just you can't rely on him. We you know, got to bench him, man. Some short down situations. Yeah. Here here's my my silver lining, my my semi-defense of him is that one thing he's been okay at is in some short yard downs when there's not atrocious blocking up front and he does still show a little bit of the vision that made him something special in the past where he does some of his jump cuts and stuff, but yeah, I agree, yeah. he's not reliable. He was doing that look like in the first capacity.
3: quarter of the season. First quarter yes. of the season, he was making those plays. And, he had some of those. It's gone off the rails now. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know how much longer you can stick with that. No. Hey, but uh, you, Jay. Yeah. I was, I was watching the game, and I know you're, you're obsessed with Cooter being fired. And I, was, <laughs> and I was actually thinking to myself yeah. after this game was ending, I was thinking, wow, this is actually one game that they won't be going after Jim Bob. And then the first thing you texted the Lions chat, <laughs> fire JBC. I'm like, what? How no, you and I'm saying and, it because of that four-minute drill.
4: four-minute no, agree showed that. Was, he didn't know I, what he was doing? I, I actually think it I goes didn't like it. Beyond
3: that a little more. But go, go ahead, Bob. But let me just let me just say my quick defensively, because you always say that he doesn't change what he does, and I think actually the Lions got kind of exposed by the Vikings that this uh, the line, and uh, still with the Bears, and now they they changed things up this week where they were getting the ball out really fast. You know, they weren't having Stafford. Hold the ball as much. You're right. They got this little play sheet on his arm. I don't know what they're doing with that. You know, he's got some some different things, and and the running game was actually working very well up until Carryon got hurt. It's it just a sheet on his arm that says "You are special." His mom wrote <laughs> it. For him.
4: I, I just I just don't know no. if he, he he has a trouble finding the oh. rhythm of the game sometimes, he, and sometimes all, making all the time. adjustments in the game. You know, like he does. I'm not saying he does everything bad. He's not all bad, That's... but. But, I mean, I think I think we need someone who has a better understanding and a better, bigger picture guy who oh. who gets in the rhythm of the game better makes adjustments a little better. And yeah. I'm sorry, that four-minute drill, they could have cost us the game. And, unfortunately, uh, it didn't. But it was just, I mean, I actually, I, it, I actually there was no was beyond, excuse for that.
0: I actually think it was beyond that, UJ. Um, in the first half, Matt Stafford was like, I believe, like, twelve of thirteen throwing but only had 50, 56 yards because every oh, every yes. pass was like within two yards or a screen that was instantly blown up by the defense. I just I'm missing some of that creativity that allows our players yeah. to get in a little more space and these more I don't want to go yeah. back to the predictability thing, but the you know, I, you, Jack, and-
2: I agree with you guys on everything you're saying and, and Bob though to your point like Jim Bob is not a whole bag of bad that's not the problem he calls some good plays from time to time like that shovel fast excellent what it is is it's a lack of sort of a consistent sort of uh of quality like he he goes through every game there's a downtime where this offense just kind of flutters and leaves the defense to the whims of the other team they better you know they're on their own and that's what it's not a it's not an overt, like, he just calls bad plays all the time. He's not an all bad. And if anything, here's the thing. If I had patience for him, I'd say in five years with more experience because of his willingness to change, like you said, because that is one thing I've given him credit for. He's changed. He's made changes and efforts to get better. It's just that they haven't borne much fruit. If, like, if I had five more years of patience of the Lions suffering through his learning curve, I would think he could be a really good offensive coordinator. That's the way I see it. Yeah.
3: Hey, we'll look. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, give us the last uh, word. No, I just,
3: I just wanted to ask one last thing uh, from Big Z, because cause he was watching the beginning of the Bears game, and he was like, this is the offense we want. Like, I don't, I don't see the Bears yeah. offense as, like, oh, the model. No. No. He oh, was yeah, like, I we got to fire JBC because this. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't. I would look more to the Vikings offense when it's working. Like, that's more, like, our style, like, with the – with the, the passes, you know, and uh, and we have a good running back. But not like the nope. run
0: option and all that stuff. But go what ahead. I meant I was by that is that the Bears have a head coach and an offensive coordinator that draws up plays that are very that are very creative. They have a very limited quarterback. I I I don't I still do not think he's very good, but he utilizes personnel and tries to maximize what they have. And I think he does that really well by he moves the receivers constantly yeah. in motion, keeps the linebackers frozen at certain times. And he, I just wish we saw more creativity out of that. Like when we had Jamal Agnew healthy, I I wanted to see him more on the offense, just as a distraction. Even because when you when you get those guys in motion, moving side to side, it freezes the linebacker and opens up. Maybe a right. guy gets behind the linebacker in the in the slot. It, it's just something like that. And I don't see that too often, and there is a yeah. layer of predictability that is kind of a common theme with Jim Bob Cooter that I don't like, but Bob last word and then we'll move on.
3: Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have on that.
0: That's, you know, I, I still think once they get
3: it together with him, cause we, we saw it happen in the, uh, in the Miami game, more like their offense is supposed to be. And now we have all the injuries and we work with a very limited deck this week with, uh, down to one receiver basically. See, I think we have, Ellington. I think with
2: our limited deck we still have more talents than the Bears offense. Well, maybe except for our backfield and we still underperform them. That's my problem is that is that I don't want the Bears offensive coordinator, but what I see with the Bears offensive coordinator is a guy who recognizes the weaknesses and strengths of his offensive personnel and designs an offense to accentuate the positive as my yeah. grandma would say and uh, <laughs> eliminate the negative and that's that's my problem with Jim Bob. he doesn't he seems to act like we have since he's been the coordinator he's been like let's run a power run offense with our little tiny running backs and then it's like why we're not good at it you know we got to yeah. find our strength so that's anyway. Well. Wait, is okay. Michael Roberts back this week? We'll have uh, another option there. I, I <laughs> hope so. <He's>, he looks <laughs> like right. he's showing some signs.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Go All on. right,
2: guys. I want to move
0: on to. what well, this is kind of going to go into next week's game. Ooh. Hey. I want to segue us into talking about next week's game, but that is, of course, every Lions fan's favorite game. So um, it has a meaning in our heart, and that's the Thanksgiving game. And I just want to talk about not the game oh. as much as what is it. How great is it to be a Detroit Lions fan and have this Thanksgiving game every year on our calendars and be able to watch this game at 11 a.m. on Thursday?
3: Uh, It's the best. And as a a kid in Chicago, because I was a Lions fan as a kid, and we didn't have the Sunday ticket back then, that was the game you
2: knew would always be on.
3: That's right. right. You're right, brother. And I was bummed when they play the Bears because you'd always get
2: two Bears games. Wait, anyway. What yeah. is this? You're talking about living without a Sunday ticket. Like, what? I know. What were kind there of dinosaurs around? Like... And like...
4: I remember all five channels. It was all
0: black and white TV. So, yeah.
4: Um, <laughs> it... UJ, yeah.
0: UJ and Bob in particular, do you guys have a favorite um, Thanksgiving game that sticks out to you at all?
4: Uh, well, that's a tough
3: question. Well, when Schwartz it... threw the flag and we lost the game. Oh no, no. That's bad memory. Um As no, they are like, numerous. Let me have there's one kind of amusing story with uh, when I my wife Heather, who wasn't my wife at the time, I was we're having Thanksgiving at her house and uh, I'm up there watching the game and everyone's like, They're like I'm like alone and then they're like Somebody comes up, they're like, Bob, Bob, and then they come down, everyone's sitting at the table, like, waiting for me to eat. They're all, like, with their hands folded. <laughs> and, like, like, like this, is, this is the Lions game. That's funny. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have the same thing going on in that house. But,
2: That's amazing.
1: But now we're season
3: tickets all there. We're all on board now. They were having so, yeah. dinner at noon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Maybe it was the second half, but whatever. Yeah, like normal right. people, but we got the Lions being to worry about. Well,
4: <laughs> yeah. Our family over the years has adapted to the Lions schedule. <laughs> thanksgiving goes around the lions trust me oh absolutely as <laughs> oh, it should yeah. definitely you know, as, it should. as oh. it should i just love the tradition of it Turkey and, uh, day. you know being a lions fan we're we're, we're kind of looked over a lot in the mainstream media and the and the press and all that they kind of are we recognized but, at all? but you know what this is our day man this is always our day it's our tradition it's a lion's tradition that started many years ago and uh People tried to end it for us, you know, like, great hey, Lions shouldn't get this. No, no, this is our tradition. Lions started this. And, yeah. and it's nice that the NFL stuck with us, you know. And oh, this, is, yeah. this is our one day, and it's great. Now, they've added a couple is, more games. Fine, let other people. That's fine. Who cares? But yeah. we play that day. That's our day. And that's our Thanksgiving. And thanks for the Lions. And I'm, I'm thankful for being a Lions fan. I really am. I mean, yeah, we've never won a Super Bowl and all that. But you I'm... know what? we have won one, one game. playoff game. You know, I mean, from the early days when I we rooted for Lem Barney and them, and uh, <laughs> he was my favorite player, and, and all the years, Barry Sanders and Calvin, and now they're Matt Stafford here. And I mean, there's been a lot of great memories, despite the fact that we haven't won a lot. And uh, yeah. I'm forever grateful, and I'll always root for him forever. And uh, there's no other team for me. So,
2: amen. Nice. Yeah. I want to uh, talk about a little bit about so I, I mean Thanksgiving every year definitely grew up with that love it would to give it up would fight for it I'd I'd write a nasty email if it ever came down to it but uh um, a strongly worded letter super strongly <laughs> like Hercules strong but no uh I, one of my favorite things is that this guy who is one of the most lauded names in the NFL they named the Super Bowl trophy after the guy the head coach of the Green Bay Packers back in the day, Vince Lombardi, ended the tradition of the Green Bay Packers playing on Thanksgiving Day against the Detroit Lions because year after year, regardless of record, usually when the Packers were going for the playoffs on a winning record and the Lions were fading into, you know, whatever they did in the past. and Anyway, you know how it goes. Like, the Lions still somehow come out as spoilers on Thanksgiving against the Packers, and the Coward decides to to pull the Packers out of it after that. What a biatch. (laughs) Anyway, I love that. I I really love that. And now, look at that. The Lions play on Thanksgiving every year. The Packers could have too, but they didn't have the stomach for it. So, I love that part. Good point. I you thought see. it was
3: worse. His worst than that was sending his grandson to be the uh, coordinator for the Lions. That's just petty, <laughs> that's
1: just, just petty yeah. revenge at that point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was garbage.
0: Um, Sorry, go on. I mean, me personally, I think um, Darius Lay's interception against the Vikings and kicking game winning field goal is up there for me in my short lived Lions career, uh, short lived Lions fandom career. And then uh, I, I don't know. This it always sticks out to me: Aretha Franklin sitting, singing the national anthem. <laughs> oh so my like, god! Yeah, yeah. is
1: she's
0: she's still, still going? <laughs> <laughs> she up and now I like, think she.
1: Oh, see. <laughs>
0: now, now, segue into the actual game itself: the Lions hosting the Bears. The Bears, seven and three, first place in the division, coming off a twenty-five to twenty victory over the Vikings, which was. The score did not indicate how much they dominated that game. Um they they throttled the Vikings very much like um they took care of business against us as well. Um and then the Packers very nicely on Thursday night last week um lost uh <laughs> lost painstakingly to the Seattle Seahawks twenty seven to twenty four, which is always nice to see Aaron Rodgers lose in that type of fashion. Yeah. Um a non aggressive Mike McCarthy did not go for it on fourth down with the best quarterback in the league, arguably. And then the Seahawks ran the clock out. (laughs) Um, But uh, having said that, Lions, Bears, Thanksgiving, 11 a.m. in Detroit, as always. And we're going to go enter the Lions den.
1: You are now entering the
0: Lions den. All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers entering the Lions den this week. We have Josh from Chicago. A long-time oh. Bears fan. Josh, thanks for joining the pod.
5: Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? Great, Josh. Good. Thanks for coming.
0: We're doing good we're, good. we're drinking. We're high in the Kool-Aid this week after a Lions victory, and I'm sure you're high uh, as well on, on life uh, or whatever it is uh, um, after that Bears victory on Sunday Night Football against the Vikings. Um, Josh, I just want to ask you. Um, I always like to start this off by asking what made you <laughs> – what has made you a Bears fan? Why are you a Bears fan?
5: I've just always been connected with the Bears, being born here. You know, growing Great up answer. here in
0: Chicago,
5: it's it's fantastic. Football is a very important part of my life. I played in high school, and uh, I was lucky enough to be able to see the Bears play in the Super Bowl, even though they never got to win it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, good and I watch. like to remind Bears fans. I, I do like to remind Bears fans. I think I mentioned this last time when Jeff was on. Uh, the Lions and Bears in our lifetime, Josh, we were both born in the early 90s. have the same amount of Super Bowl victories as in zero.
3: <laughs> that is correct. That's true.
4: That's a good point, Z. Hey,
0: Josh. Are uh, you? Yes.
4: Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, uh, first of all, congratulations on your recent marriage.
5: Oh, um, thank you.
4: Uh, your lovely bride. <laughs> uh, I. I just want to ask you, um, you know, um, how does it feel to be, you know, not the smartest one in the family? Because I guess she's a Lions fan, I hear. Huh?
1: Is that true?
5: <laughs> yeah, you know, I do what I can to to try and get her to jump on the bandwagon. But I do respect her honesty. I would rather have her stick on her side and uh, stand up for what she believes in than come on to my side. So I have a lot of respect for her.
3: She's on the good side, and you're on the bad. Right? Ooh, yeah.
2: okay. So, <laughs> just how did you trick
3: her into marrying you? That
0: doesn't make any sense. Uh, no. Voodoo
3: magic,
5: actually.
0: Uh, Josh, <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Mitch Trubisky? Is he is he as bad as we think he is? or I mean, I he mean, did throw three touchdowns
2: against us. But... Yeah. Is he as bad as Zach thinks he is? I don't know
1: if that's
5: possible. <laughs> you know, it's a very limited sample size. I know he is a second-year quarterback, but what a lot of people don't understand is he spent his whole rookie year in system under a totally different offensive mind. Like the things Nagy is coming up with is it's very up tempo. He uh, reminds me a lot of McVay from the Rams, actually. He's very hands-on in his offense, so this is basically his first year all over again. So, he's almost like a second-year rookie in this offense this year.
4: Hey, Josh, do you think with all his running that he does, it's going to shorten his career? That
5: happens to a lot of running quarterbacks, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, as long as he's smart about it and doesn't try and get too fancy. If it's third and one and it's an important down, I understand taking a hit if you have to, but... You got to really limit those as much as possible. Uh, look at Andrew Luck; he he's very similar, scrambling out of the pocket when he has to. But he was taking a lot of hits his first couple of years in the league, and you see what happened to his shoulder. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, it won't affect Trubisky's brain because it's already limited.
5: <laughs> Mush. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. yeah. I don't know how if you're did him. you
3: guys get him on the air two weeks ago?
5: <laughs>
4: I was dumb. He was dumb. He picked up the phone. Man. It, was just, it was
5: weird. True Bears fans call Maserati Mitch. I've heard that. Maserati before. Mitch. I mean, I've heard True. I've heard Mr. Biscuit. Uh, Biscuit. Yeah, Mitch. Please. I've heard a lot. I've never heard uh, that one though. I might have to get on that wagon.
2: I hear some <laughs> fans call
5: Mitchell Young Mitchell. Mm.
4: Young
3: Mitchell. He doesn't like <laughs> being called Mitch.
4: Oh, ooh, really?
3: Right. Well, we know him as Mitch on this broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch
2: the
0: – What? Hey, oh,
4: what wow. the – jeez. Harsh. So, Josh, <laughs> who's your who's your guy
0: on this Bears defense? This Bears defense is, um, I will admit, pretty stout and the only thing to truly fear on this Bears game. I don't really God, fear I the Bears what offense been, as man. much. But, I mean, is Khalil Khalil Mack – did did you like that trade at the time? And, and obviously, how do you feel about it now?
5: Uh, At first, you know, you never really know what you're going to get. Injuries happen so often, especially with how strong and powerful and fast these guys are nowadays. You're seeing serious injuries day in and day out. So you never really know what you're going to get, and nothing's really guaranteed. So, at first, I was a little weary, but with his performance and hopefully he can stay healthy, I would have given him three first-round picks.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, to... this guy
5: might be the defensive player of the year. Uh, I hate
4: to say it. You're probably right, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I hate to
5: say that. I don't hey, fans are right. Unless Darius <laughs> unless Slay beats him out. <laughs> But, I mean, okay. I like a- Akeem Hicks, I think, is a very large part of that defensive line, and he doesn't get as much recognition as Khalil Mack. He he's went not up the guy last night. But that, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. He plugs that middle up, and it's taking yeah. two, three guys to get him out of there, and that's
0: opening up the guys on the outside. I, I can tell you Chris Collinsworth is a big lover of <laughs> Akeem <laughs> Hicks in that game. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> Chris
1: Collinsworth. <laughs> <How are you? laughs>
2: I don't know, this is a key mix. He, he, he just is all over the place
1: tonight. Hey, is that Cosby Stafford. trying to
2: impersonate Chris Collinsworth? Well, hey, I mean, that's how he is, kind of. He's
1: like, yeah, he's like that, you
2: know? Hey, hey did, you guys so your,
4: words. did you guys see see yeah. during the broadcast when they were showing the standings and they didn't even put the Lions on there in the division? Oh, yeah.
2: We're, Stop are Like, it. what Stop the 3 We're so statistically very much alive in it. Absolutely. Well, we're so far obviously going to win it all that they just don't even bother counting us.
5: What's going on with uh Kerry on Johnson?
3: Well uh, for this game is what I'm thinking, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, spring week means to week serious.
4: Oh, week good. to week. Yeah, so he's definitely not gonna play. So that you know what that means? You're really in trouble. Zach Zenner, baby.
5: If you're gonna beat the Bears, you're gonna do it through the air. All oh, right. I'm not a big fan of our corners. They're too small. I think cor- a guy like Kenny Galladay is going to give us huge problems.
4: Yeah, maybe. Yes. But if your rush keeps getting to us, it doesn't matter how bad your corners are. That is true.
5: Unfortunately, But, yes. I mean, I'm thinking Stafford's going to throw the ball 40 times. He's going to have to.
3: Yeah, I like mean, we happens. got
0: sacked six times last time against the Bears uh, ten, 10 days ago about. so. <laughs> yeah, but only once last week. So we're
3: shoring things up. Absolutely.
5: You got the Bears coming off a short week too. Yes, uh, we played a little bit later in the day. It was cold, so it sounds I like you're
3: pretty scared
5: of the Lions right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, the Bears are only two and two on the road, so they're pretty even. They're five and one at home. Yeah, how did they so blow we'll that? Let's see
0: Miami what shows game. up. I don't,
2: I don't understand how they blew that hey. Miami game. Hey, Josh, here's a question: on a scale of one to ten, one being you only wet yourself a little and 10 being just, you're petrified. How scared are you of the Lions? 12.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay, off the scale. Holy (laughs) cow.
2: Wow, all right. (laughs) You
5: weren't expecting that, were you? (laughs) No. Fantastic, but
2: I appreciate it. The right
0: answer. He
5: he threw us a curveball there.
0: I mean, did you (laughs) hear anybody on this Lions defense
5: at all? I mean, Ziggy Hans is... I, Ziggy Ons is good. You guys got good DBs. I'm not sure about the linebackers other than Davis. I haven't really had a chance snacks, to watch. Baby, the we got snacks. Snacks, Harrison. Yeah, he's not a bad addition.
0: How's this Bears yeah. offensive line been this year?
5: You want to know what's an uh, interesting thing that I just saw is that this year the Bears have only given up 19 sacks. That's pretty. I cool. think they gave that up. Last year in maybe four games. Oh, yeah. So, shockingly, wow. even though they haven't had a solid lineup, Kyle Long's been out the last three games, but they're holding their own this year. Oh, That's nice.
0: Do you have five I think you're, John uh, Fox? I mean, to his credit, Mitch Trubisky is very good at moving around in that pocket. He got up, especially last night against the Vikings, he got up out of like some third yeah, down absolutely. and longs using his legs. Mostly-
2: your guys' OC does a great job of not being just obvious. He keeps the defense kind of off balance. Uh, yes, I agree. I think he really sets up Trubisky well to succeed.
5: He is, he's very mobile. He can, he can scramble. He moves when he has to, and that's nice compared to someone that would just sit in the pocket and go down. Yeah. And Jay Cutler. I think the trick of beating you guys is to uh,
4: keep you from scoring early. I think that's been your M.O. You guys get ahead early, and your defense does the rest. Yep,
5: and they just do enough to hang on. Second half, but it was too late. But uh, one thing I feel like the Vikings kind of exposed the Bears on yesterday was that hurry-up offense. The Bears couldn't get their guys and their packages on and off the field. That's a good point. And they were getting gashed pretty bad. They run a
4: lot of stunts on that D-line.
5: Oh, yeah. A lot. They pursue, so if you can step up and get underneath them, you're going to have a lot of room to work. Well, yeah, for giving
4: it. us the trade secrets. I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pass that along to yeah.
2: uh,
5: Matt. It's a gentleman's game. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay.
2: I'll, I'll tell that to Bill Belichick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: All
2: like. right, Josh.
0: Um, well, I want to wrap up this segment here. Um, we, before we, we go, we like to ask... Our guests, um, what is their prediction for the game? In this case, God. Thursday in Detroit, as always, 11 a.m. Um, what is your prediction for this Bears-Lions game?
5: I'm going 24-23, Bears. Oh.
2: Oh. You were really close to getting it yeah, right, too. you almost yeah. got it
0: right. So <laughs> close. You would have been our nice.
2: first guest to get it right,
0: too.
4: You almost had it.
0: One nice point try. although our last Bears did. Come, we come pretty close in as an accurate prediction, but we'll, we'll throw He's... that out. We'll, the, the... Yeah, forget but about that. Perfect. So, Josh,
5: okay. let's keep it rolling. We heard
0: you were pretty sick
4: tonight, so thanks for coming out on on your deathbed tonight to be with us for a little while. <laughs>
5: yeah. You know, I appreciate it. Thank you for having What do you me. say? You
0: said you, you sick of being a Bears fan or – Ah, oh, no. there? I'm
5: sick of
1: winning.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, well, I used to be right. better. Very oh. soon, then. Yeah, we'll
4: solve
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: it, 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 Josh, you know the Bears' fight song. I'd Oh yeah, Bear Down, Chicago Bears. Make every play. All right, that's
1: enough. That's pretty big. Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, right, not much prompting needed. Wow.
4: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kudos. All right, Josh, thank you for entering the Lions Den. Um, go, Lions, and uh, well, best of no luck. luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I would say good luck, you're going to need it, but I guess we'll just take it all. So, you guys, another delusional Bears fan.
4: Wow, came yeah. That guy's nut job. Wow.
2: He did one right thing. He married a Lions fan, though. Oh, so well, yeah.
4: That. that is true. You gotta give him credit for that. that. Yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs>
2: If our viewers so, couldn't catch on, Josh is um the son
0: in law to UJ.
1: So And <laughs> the brother
0: in law right. to me. Thanks. And brother in law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um some,
3: some kind of, of disarray to
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean what what do you guys think about this game though? What Josh had mentioned one point that I really liked and I was gonna mention myself actually. Um, I want to see Jim Bob Cooter and this Lions offense and Matt Stafford come out no huddle. I want to see him come out right yes. away, set a
2: tone. Because they, they gave six sacks less this time they yes. played the Bears. Something's got to change. I want to see Blunt off go them. off for 300 yards on the ground.
4: Okay. All right. That's <laughs>
2: ridiculous. Here's, here's my thoughts on this game. It's that old saying. UJ saying it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. Here's that old saying, you know, revenge is a dish best served less than two weeks later. Lions are going to come out uh, with a little vengeful spirit. I think uh, I think you'll still see a little bit of a diet of blunt despite the frustrations. Hopefully, it's more role dependent. But I think they're going to feed Zenner and Riddick a little bit. I think Stafford's going to find Kenny G because he's going to have no po- no no uh, no alternative but behemoth six four
0: receiver with some speed. I think the lines need to do some more chipping on Khalil Mack, especially. Um, whatever line he, whatever side of the line he sets up on, I think we'll definitely see that, and I think we'll see a quicker passing game this week. Yeah, did you see our attempts to.
3: To ch- our attempts to chip him in the last? Game? We just got he just wa- went right through that. But anyway,
2: uh, anyway, yeah. the, pass, the quick passing game, I don't think is necessarily our strength. What did that do? Like you said, Stafford was what twelve of thirteen for fifty yards. We got Kenny G. We got a. Uh, even TJ Jones, I don't think his strength is a little short yard routes. I think they should try to stretch in the field a little bit, but...
4: Yeah, Stafford's also got to have time to throw those passes that developed
0: down the field. I mean, true, but... Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, and that's... The game... This game, I think, is going to be won and lost in the trenches, which is kind of what sure. Bob Quinn has always wanted, the offensive line. That's where his right. biggest investment is. And the Lions have the win there. They don't have a choice. We are missing our all-pro right guard, TJ Lang. Yeah, um... Which In a way, really be a fun offense, in a way for the
3: future isn't the worst thing because, you know, Wiggins is playing all the time now and TJ was going to be in and out, like going forward just with those injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see.
0: I mean, Jim Bob Cooper is going to have to get creative here because we are most likely going to be missing carry on Johnson this week as well. Yeah. Maybe your boys under can get
3: some, get some plays.
0: But will he get some plays? Is the question because so so far they haven't even shown an inkling of a thought of putting him in there in the run game. Last last game against the Bears, Mitch Trubisky threw for 355 yards, 23 of 30 passing. That cannot happen again. We did give up only 54 yards rushing on 22 um, attempts, so the Lions did their job there. But we had we had like. we had Tabor and Sheed in, and that will not be the case this game, which I think will be a big difference. Because Deshaun, Sheed, and Tabor got absolutely
3: uh,
4: yeah destroyed they in the secondary
0: last time. Absolutely. I just,
3: it was tough. Yeah. I mean, our, our pass defense just isn't that good. I mean, we're going to be giving up some yards. It's just limiting scores. So the weird thing be...
2: is our pass defense was actually kind of strong to start the season. With all these injuries, though, that's really just taking a toll.
0: And I do want to see – maybe we'll see him more after he made a big play in this one. Tracy Walker made a nice interception in this last game.
2: I want to see more of that And he has some seriously good ball skills, it seems. And he won us the 49ers game, if not for fluky, shitty ref calls.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got potential. The kid looks good. So, the future right there.
0: We're going to wrap this up, and we're going to go to our ever-famous Predictions.
1: Predictions.
0: So the Lions, as I mentioned one more time, the big Thanksgiving game, holding on to four and six record against the seven and three Bears. The Lions had to pretty much be perfect the rest of the way, the rest of the season. Every game's a playoff game, which makes it extra fun for this Thanksgiving. But it's time for us to make a predictions on this game. And Bob, we're going to start with you. What are you feeling for this game against the Bears? All right. Well,
3: I'm feeling much better than we uh, did last time we faced them in Chicago. We got the home field, and that say what you will about Ford Field. That that place always rocks. Fans always come for it, out for it. Although I I do think there'll be actually a lot of Bears fans this time because part <laughs> uh, probably people selling their tickets. But anyway, but it'll, it'll still be a good atmosphere, and um, I think the Lions are going to come out strong, and. Uh, Hopefully, do some of that up tempo, up tempo like, you're, like you're saying, and
0: uh, I think we're going to win twenty-eight to fourteen.
4: Ooh, Ooh yeah! I like
0: Ooh. twenty-eight points against the Bears' defense, I like it. I like it. Yeah, Run dog.
2: I think the Bears, the Lions, are going to come out fired up. I think Kenny G now in an extended role and a sort of necessity is going to make him go off again. I think they're going to rely on him, and with his skill set and his maturity, I'd like to say, because he's a rookie, but he he shows skills and sort of a knack beyond the rookie's years. And uh, I think they're going to – hopefully Jim Bob looks into Zenner a little more than just Blunt. But uh, I think the Lions are going to come off fire on offense and exploit the back end of this Bears defense a little bit. I'm calling 31-17. Ooh, nice.
4: Detroit. Ooh. All right. All right, I like it. U-J. All right, I think the key to this game well, is starting out fast and stopping the Bears early. The Bears' MO this season has been to come out blazing in the first half, score points, and get, get ahead of the other team. And then their great defense, and they do have a great defense, uh, basically holds on for the rest of the game. We need to shut that offense down early and not let them score. And on top of that, we need to uh, run an up-tempo offense, uh, quick quick passes, quick hitting things, uh, up-tempo, no huddle, move quickly, so don't give the Bears a chance to get set. We need to come out quick and fast and hard early. If we can do that, and if we can not let the Bears jump out ahead of us like they have done on a lot of teams, I think we had a great chance of winning this game. Because in the second half, the Bears tend to fizzle. I mean, their defense is good, but their offense fizzles in the second half. If we can stay with them early and uh, and go after them hard early, we can win this game for sure. And I think uh, we're going to do that this week. So, uh, Jim Bob Cooter is going to be put to the test. So, come on, Jim Bob. Prove me wrong, buddy. But uh, I think we're, he's going to do it. And uh, we're going to win this game uh, 31 to 17. Oh, the same, oh, same score. as wow. Me.
2: wow, Wow.
4: Yeah, 31 to 17. I like this. Must that be
2: score. Providence.
4: I just feel that score for some reason. I don't know why.
2: Could I'm right. All right. You knew it. Go <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm
0: agreeing with a lot of what you guys said, especially about the part the Lions winning. Um I, I'm, I really, really, really want to see the Lions come out in up-tempo, try to score a nice, quick score. Like you said, get up early. Don't let the Bears get ahead. I think it's very important. <laughs> I, I, I do want to see the Lions on defense first. I want to see the Bears get their, you know, their first 15 plays out of the way. That seems to be their best. Um, but once we get past that point, I really like the way this defense was playing in this last game against the Panthers, um, not letting anybody get behind them. Kind of a bend, don't break. Let the let the other team make the mistake, and I, I definitely think Mr. Bisky makes a couple mistakes in this game. I'm going to go 24-14, Detroit Lions. All right. Wow. Thanksgiving, that turkey's going to taste so nice. Oh, so, so nice.
4: good, man. So, so good. good. Did you
0: did
3: you say T's Tabor is going to have three picks? we're not naming likely <laughs> scenarios here we're
2: just oh. naming our predictions <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> all right
0: guys we want to thank everybody for listening to drinking the blue kool-aid at each Toy lions podcast thank you. If you like it please share it please subscribe please leave a review and tell all your friends and neighbors about it. You know, just, you know, go out there, share it, tell them, like, oh, I, I saw this cool, uh, or listen to this cool podcast. You should check yeah. it out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And as always, go,
2: go Lions. Go, Lions. Lions!
1: Lions! Forward, a Our a a without without a and when the and the the blue will wave, stand, stand and to be the rain. Rain. Rock, 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 Go